Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Welcome, everyone, to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you being here. We're live here on WYSL until 1 p.m. That means that you, the listeners, can give us a call. Give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585 346-3000. Appreciate you being here today. Thanks, my friends who are listening online, too. Make sure you leave your comments there as well. Comments, questions, whatever you have. Happy to hear them today. I'm sure that this is going to generate some interest. This isn't that my topic for the day is going to be uh, the the Fauci emails, right? So I, I didn't I didn't have a hot take last week, you know. And for those of you who who haven't seen this yet, and I'm sure many of you have, you know, uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, a lot of his emails uh, through a FOIA request, they ended up in the hands of uh, Pussy BuzzFeed and Washington Post, and uh, they all these emails are now made public, so you can see a bunch of the communications uh, that Dr. Fauci had with. Uh, other health officials, government officials, uh, you know, and, and just private individuals uh, in the kind of lead up to the pandemic. And, it, and it's it's brought a whole bunch of some interesting hot takes, right? Like everyone wants to be the first to, to, to comment on this. Uh, a bunch of folks are like, oh, this is smoking gun. And then and then you got folks like CNN who are like, oh, this just proves how great Dr. Fauci is. He's the best. And, and guys, I, I got to be honest. And then this email dump and I, I've been and reading through a whole bunch of them uh, the last few days like it doesn't uh, it, it's kind of neither right like it, it's it's not that it's boring there's I'd say a couple things that conservatives are reacting about there's a couple things where progressives are being way too nice about it and then there's a few things that I have some questions on that that I'm wondering what the heck is actually happening here you know why why was Dr. Fauci acting in this particular way? Uh, and, and so let, let's kind of go with like some of the, the, the overreactions of, right? So, so these emails, a lot of them that, that got sent out, like you, you just see like the sent version to, to Dr. Fauci, right? And it'll just be like someone will send this, this nice long paragraph or, or several paragraphs and you know maybe Dr. Fauci says, well, thank you, appreciate it, and then and that's it. Or maybe he, he forwards it on to someone else and that's it. And so you know, we saw a, a bunch of these emails that people have kind of pointed to as like a, a smoking gun type of situation. Um, and they're from sometimes like just random people, right? Like it, it doesn't even – have anything to do with like you know uh, major health organizations not doctors you know people who are just sending stuff or just like i can prove that this was in the u.s beforehand uh or i can prove that china made this like there's one that i saw going around like michael betts like he's not i, I don't think anyway that he's a legitimate like doctor in any sense i i know he is but it, all, all Dr. Fauci said was, uh, thank you for your note. That's it. You know, he's talking about, uh, you know, why why this was 
there beforehand why we should only be protecting old people, whatever. Like, this isn't the smoking gun. This is like that guy, Dr. Fauci got thousands of emails, a whole bunch of emails. It's surprising that he responded to as many as he did. Not every random person is going to warrant a major investigation or shift in policy. Just because someone said something to Dr. Fauci doesn't mean that that proves that he understood that or planned on acting on it or has deceived the public in some way, right? So there's a whole bunch of these emails where I'm like, oh, look, this is what this is. There's another one where someone copied and pasted like a paragraph from a 2005 paper uh, that you know, was about a different type of viral research and said, this is how this virus is made. And everyone's like, oh, see, this is, this proves that like this was engineered or whatever. Like, no, that doesn't, doesn't really prove anything. All all it proves is some rando email Dr. Fauci. So like, I, I know this doesn't always, this isn't always a popular opinion, but maybe wait, wait, wait just a second on the hot takes. Maybe, maybe wait a tiny bit. Let's see if we can get some context with some of this stuff. Because again, just because someone has a paragraph sending something to Dr. Fauci, that's something that you are interested in, that you think is, you know, proof of what you've believed all wrong, doesn't mean that that proves Dr. Fauci has done anything nefarious or whatever. It, it doesn't prove any of that stuff. The stuff that we have to look for is is a. Don't look for the stuff that other people sent. You know, there's a couple of things that they're worth looking at, but most of the most of the time, it's like, okay, it doesn't matter. Um, or you know, who knows how how seriously he was actually looking at this stuff. Look at what Doctor Fauci actually sent. Like, look look what he wrote back, or who he forwarded it to, or what he said about stuff. So that's the type of thing that I'm interested in, right? It's not did someone send something to him and oh he knew about this ahead of time. No, it doesn't really matter, right? Did what did Dr. Fauci write and what did, you know, he do with that email afterwards, right? Like, and, and it was it like important enough to warrant this. And and what I talked about, oh, goodness, it was a Friday, not last Friday, but Friday a week ago. We, we talked about the politicization of coronavirus response in China and how bureaucracies and political intrigue and political calculations can create really bad incentives for political actors, which let's be clear, Dr. Fauci is also a political actor. It creates really bad incentives for them to not want to acknowledge mistakes that had been done in the past related to to research, to carelessness. No one wants to be the the guy or girl where the buck stops there, right? Like I like that, that's Truman's favorite uh, famous phrase, right? Like the buck stops here. No one really wants to be that person. No one really wants to be the the person taking the blame for something going wrong, particularly if it's incompetence related to a national global pandemic that's resulted in the deaths of now, I think, millions of people and grinding the economy to a halt. And again, the, the government played a role in doing that, too in a, a direct lockdown sense, but also like just having a virus around also does slow down the economy. People get freaked out. People get nervous. It's going to slow down the economy. And so as we're starting to to pull the thread on to unravel this Wuhan lab leak theory, you know, this is what I'm looking for in, in these emails. Was there anything there that had to do with that? That's what I'm interested in.
There's a bunch of other stuff. There's a bunch of fluff people are getting excited about. You know, let me spend like two minutes on that. You, you got, I said, you got CNN and uh, a few of these other like progressive news outlets who are doing these gushing stories about Dr. Fauci. Oh, what a, a hardworking man! He responded to these emails. Uh, you know, from from health officials across the country. You know, answered their questions directly, or or at least someone did, right? Someone using his email did, right? So, okay, yeah, that's nice. Calm down, guys. Like, I mean, this, this like, weird hero worship thing, like, that's so partisan I don't get. I, I don't get the other side, too. I, I don't think that Dr. Fauci's the devil. I think he is another government bureaucrat. I don't, I don't worship him. I don't hate him. I don't think that, my goodness, you, you, you clowns out there saying, like, he needs to get sent to Gitmo. God, get real, guys. Like, it, should he not be in his position anymore? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know that there's anything, like, grand conspiracy-level nefarious about what he's done. It is normal government bureaucracy, incompetence, political intrigue type of stuff. I don't know that there's a grand thing. Maybe there is. There's a few things that I think are worth digging through. A few things here. But I don't, I don't think that's the grand conspiracy that you're looking for. I don't think that we are going to get that huge scandal out of this. And I don't think that the email thing is a huge scandal quite yet. It's not the, the scandal we've all made it out to be. There's a few things in there that are worth it. And it's important that you stay focused. When, when you start to realize like, oh, this isn't like the thing that's going to break the, 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 the lockdown paradigm, the, the COVID paradigm, like that you give up, right? There's stuff in here that's worth talking about. There's nice sort of boring governance stuff that needs to happen where we can get better, where we can figure out how this virus may have gotten out, how the U.S. government may have contributed to it, how you know the, the desire to not get blamed for something may have slowed down, covered up, and misled people in the public. That type of stuff we need to ask hard questions about. All right, so when we come back, I want to start talking about we'll talk about I'll talk about the mask email. Everyone brings up the mask email. And then and now I talk about the, the, the Wuhan stuff. That That's the stuff that I think is worth uh, digging into a bit more. Thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. Again, we're live today. So give us a call. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Or leave your comments online. If it's good, maybe I'll read it out loud. All right. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. 
Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, we're live here on WYSL until 1 p.m. So give us a call if you want to participate in the discussion. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. And leave your comments online, too. We're live on A Free Solution on Facebook, A Free Solution on YouTube, and the Kevin Wilson Libertarian page or the Twitter the Twitter as well. Follow me at Kevin Wilson ROC. And shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark and WENI, the Patriot, down in the Southern Tier. Appreciate y'all listening here as well. And again, today we're talking about the, the Fauci emails. We're talking about, you know, what's what's the stuff out there that's a bunch of nonsense? How do we sort through the noise of like what's the real controversy? Because, you know, what, it's funny, whenever like one of these like government data dumps happen, it is it is a pain to like sort through all the data, right? Like you've you've either got to like take the time to read a bunch of these like emails and again, there's there's thousands of them. Like are are you personally going to take the time to do that? Yeah, most people probably ain't. You know, you ain't got time for that. You got to take care of your family, do your job, do all the other stuff. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta spend time on politics all day. And so I, I've done a bit of that. You know, as I haven't read every single email, I you know read a a whole bunch of them, and you know I'm, I, I want to talk about. Like the narrative that we're building around this, what these mean, you know, if anything, and you know how, you know, this once again gets caught up in that that partisan nonsense, and how we can do a little bit better at interpreting this and figuring out like where's where's the real stuff going wrong. All right, and, and so related to that, let, let's talk about let's talk about the mask email. Everyone uses the mask email, and they, they're like, ah, oh, see, look look what it is. And I'm I'm just gonna read the whole thing verbatim. This is. An actual email from Dr. Fauci to a, a, a person named uh, Sylvia. It says, Sylvia, masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring, acquiring infection. The typical mask you buy in a drugstore is not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. It might, however, provide some slight benefit in keeping out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. I do not recommend that you wear a mask, particularly since you're going to a very low-risk location. Your instincts are correct. Money is best spent on medical countermeasures such as diagnostics and vaccines. Safe travels. Best regards, Tony. So this was sent February 5th, 2020. Someone asking about, I think, like travel and whatnot. Uh, So this is pretty early on in pandemic. Things ended up switching a bit. So, look, actually, I I think he's kind of right in this one. Like, I think that this is the mask advice that made sense that would have made sense uh, for for everyone to to take into account at the beginning of the pandemic if you're going to be in an area where you know covid-19 is going to be like where where like an actual like N95 mask and he, he talks about that in other emails so where where an actual N95 mask if you're going to do that you know do do um a, a real mask and not you know like a surgical mask because the thing with the surgical mask and thing that you know people have been saying for well, a while now, again, apparently Dr. Fauci was saying this back in February, is they don't provide all that much protection for the user. Yeah, you know, like stuff can get through a bit easier, especially if you're wearing a cloth mask. But even like, you know, the, the store-bought surgical mask, they're not perfect, but they do prevent people from spreading infection. You know, I've talked about this on this show before. I'm not totally against masking. I don't like mask mandates, but I think that they make sense in certain contexts. They they prevent you from getting your spittle all over, right, and getting some of your aerosol all over too. We know a bit more now too. We know how it spreads. We know confined spaces aren't great. You get people outdoors. You you, you get some airflow in there. That's pretty good. You can go about your normal life. 
And like so like this type of advice makes sense. It, but it, it's weird because it got so politicized at this moment because at this moment, remember what was happening. It, it's, it's funny because I've heard progressives say about this email specifically about the masking email like, oh, this proves that the noble lie thing was never true. Well, he said in other contexts that he was worried that Americans would have a run on N95 masks, the, the, the masks that provide the most protection. Well, not the most protection, but provide pretty good protection for the user themselves, right? So not for other people, but for, for you, protecting you from uh, other people getting you sick. And and he was worried that there'd be a run on those types of masks, the medical grade N95 masks, and that hospital systems would be uh, would have to do without those. And so they, they had told him over the line, basically like, well, you, you don't need to wear a mask, you know, it's not – not important. Uh, and then you, you had the, the, the lefties, like the uh, Nancy Pelosi's and the Bill de Blasio's who were like, no, no, it's it, it's racist to be worried about COVID-19. Like, go out and celebrate New Year. Do your thing. It's going to be great. No. Oh, my goodness. They, these guys, again, you can't you can't take these government folks seriously a lot. And I, and I try to, I said, my, my philosophy on all this stuff is people in government are neither heroes nor villains. They're just everyday people with the same level of incompetence as any of the rest of us. Like it's it's they're, they're, they're no different than us, both in good ways and in bad ways. Some people trying to do the right thing. Some people trying to do, you know, just go along to get along. And some people trying to do bad stuff. And that's my exact philosophy as to why we shouldn't give these folks power because they ain't any different than us. They ain't any more special than us. So they shouldn't get power over us. There's there's my philosophy in a nutshell. If y'all haven't heard it enough, but again, with his mask stuff, two things about it. One, I I don't have any issue with this. I feel like this is relatively consistent messaging. I think like they they got a bit off when they're like, oh yeah, now double mask and do all this stuff. Some of that is like they've learned other stuff. In this type of situation, the danger with government mandates is that we learn new information all the time. So it's dangerous to lock in any single thing, a government mandate for masking, lockdowns, preventing people from going to parks, for goodness sakes. Like all that stuff is dangerous when it comes from the top-down level, in part because it doesn't allow us the opportunity to figure out what works effectively, to evaluate our own risk, and to take action accordingly. We can look at the new data as it comes out, evaluate it and say, okay, you know, maybe mass made sense in certain contexts way back when, but now maybe it doesn't. Maybe they don't make sense for children like we're doing in, in New York State schools now where it's 90 degrees out and New York State said, well, you don't need masks and now you do need masks. And then maybe they're going to go back again. Who knows? We'll, we'll see what they do. Uh, but, you know, like why, why are we making kids wear masks in – sometimes unconditioned school buildings when kids are a pretty low infection risk. We, we know that now, but we're so caught up in the politics of this that we can't make good new decisions, and, and people don't want to be embarrassed. And again, both sides, both the, the, the pro-mask, anti-mask, Democrat, Republican, both sides, they don't want to look like they're being inconsistent. And, and I think there's it is a virtue to change your mind on stuff sometimes, right? It is a virtue to say, I have new data. I've changed my mind. We're going to do something else now. But in politics, you don't want to look at you look like you're a hypocrite if you do that. 
Oh, all right, so I'm going to read a comment from Tim O'Connor because I'm just checking those now. And uh, Tim O'Connor said, Fauci's the, the only doctor everyone got to keep. He's a multi-decade bureaucrat, not a real doctor. No, he is. A, he, he totally is a real doctor. Like he has, he has a certain level of expertise. But Tim, he ain't wrong. <laughs> he, I, I get you're, you're making an Obamacare joke, right? Uh, but but he, uh, yeah, he is a decade long bureaucrat. He is knowledgeable about healthcare for sure. But he's a he's a public health official. And again, when you get in that position long enough, you start to. I worry. With, with, with Fauci specifically, you, you start to calculate the politics of your actions rather than the science of your actions. And what we saw in regard to masking and whether or not it was PC to talk about the virus coming out of uh, the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, like whether or not that was okay, that ended up factoring far too much into people's ability to seek the truth. And I don't think Dr. Fauci is immune from that. Again, he's human. We're all human. I, I, I have my own biases too. And, and I know listeners on this show, I, I hate to break it to you, you also have your own biases. You got to reexamine those, try to figure out what the truth is. Are, are you loyal to your tribe to a fault where, where you can't see uh, the truth? And, and Tim just following up, yes, it's an Obamacare joke, highlighting the fact that he does not have a ton of experience being a real scientist. I mean, he, he's doing real science. Well, it's, again, he knows the stuff, but he's he's not in the trenches, right? He's, he is the, the guy managing the bureaucracy. And, Tim, I think that's, that's a fair criticism of the guy. Like, when you get someone in that position for so long, are they still able to do that effectively? Does the experience lead to better administration here or does it lead to over factoring in politics in these situations and that that's why we're about about the you know it sounds conspiratory when it but the deep the deep state the entrenched bureaucrats who stay administration after administration decade after decade is it valuable to have people in in these high positions for so long because they don't care about politics. That's that's the selling point, right? They they, they don't care who's in charge. They're going to say it how it is. But but let's not kid ourselves. Of course, they're going to consider politics and all this. They always do. They have to. It's their living. That's what they have to do. And again, that's why I don't want these people to have power over me. Again, thanks, Tim O'Connor, for your comments. We are just a reminder for, for listening to the show. Tim O'Connor is going to be a more regular uh, presence on this program, too. If you like him, uh, make sure you tune in on Thursday. Uh, Noon the one here on WYSL or, or afterwards in the rebroadcast on WACK and WENI. Uh, he's going to be here on Thursday joining us uh, and, and giving his own perspective. Because he, he comes at uh, things from a new angle than uh, me or Larry Sharp. We're happy to add some uh, diversity to shows as Larry gets a little bit more busy with, with a few things coming up for him. All right. So thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. When we come back, I'm going to dig more into... The stuff that I'm actually worried about, the stuff about the Fauci emails that makes me think, yeah, this guy is a political actor, and, and here are some things that we're worried about. Here, here are some things, even if he has good intentions, we need to ask a few more questions about. Thanks so much for joining us here on A Free Solution. We're going to be back in a few minutes.
Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. There hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, we're live here on WYSL until 1 p.m., so that means that you listeners can give us a call if you have thoughts on the Fauci emails. Uh, you think I'm gonna head in the right direction? Stuff that I'm missing? One of the emails I have not called out yet. Give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. You can also leave your comments online, To I am live on the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution, the YouTube channel, and the Kevin Wilson page, too, and on Twitter. Shout out online to our friends listening over at WACK out in New York and WENY, the Patriot down in Southern Tier as well. Appreciate y'all being here as well. And, and also leave a comment. Folks listening online now, some of you are listening online too. I, I got a no, new format. Let me know what you think of that, how it's working. Uh, don't, don't mind the uh, the look today. I, I'm back at uh, at my office instead of uh, in my 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 cool setup in my attic with uh I, I got my my don't tread on anyone flag behind me. For those of you listening on the radio, you can't see that. I got a big porcupine don't tread on anyone flag behind me, and then a bunch of books and whatnot. No, I'm stuck in a, a like a little closet in the office today. So <laughs> it is how it is. Uh, so so anyhow, so uh, we're talking about the 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 Fauci emails and you know what. Stuff out of there is is kind of worth looking into a bit more. And again, for for my friends listening online, I just shared a, a Vanity Fair article that I think is is absolutely worth looking into because, as I mentioned on not last Friday's show but the Friday before show, uh, I think that there is a lot of political incentive for bureaucrats, low level elected officials, for for those types of folks to want to not catch the blame for a catastrophe happening like you know you think of that like the the chernobyl situation where all the way down from like the the plant managers and the the local governments and local committees in in ukraine to the the soviet union itself didn't want to tell anyone about that disaster because you know they it would be an embarrassment for the country i think that the the chinese government may have done the same thing if it if it's there was even a possibility that covid-19 came out of a lab out of China, and and I think the U.S. government, unfortunately, although less so than than some of these authoritarian regimes, I think the U.S. government is also subject to some of those same political pressures. That when they see something wrong, when they see that they 
themselves or or their departments or their party or whoever whatever their 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 position is contributed to a crisis to a disaster to whatever when they were wrong there's a lot of incentive unfortunately to not speak the truth about that because it could cost you your career cost you your reputation and we we see this in 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 a couple of different ways with uh the the Dr. Fauci stuff right so so we see this we talked about it last time. We see this is the mass stuff, right? I think that there's there's now a lot of it is it is all about virtue signaling for your side. The mass where it's totally disconnected from from any scientific debate. It's all about you know what was my tribe say and how do I prove that I'm a part of my tribe? And and I think that again, Dr. Fauci may have, may have fallen into that a little bit. He also had the noble eye thing in the beginning, uh, and then the the Wuhan lab leak theory. So again, and it. it Check out again. I posted a link. Check out the Vanity Fair thing because I'm uh, I'm gonna be pulling some some stuff from that. Uh, there looks like there's some 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 bit of evidence that the U.S. government knew that we had participated in gain of function research that could have maybe been funded by us. And then done the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It, maybe again, it's 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 still too early, and and we may never know, right? Like, so it, we'll, we'll, I'll caveat this whole conversation and say, virus still could have come from like just a bat living out in the in a cave somewhere. Could have just been a thing. And d- d- listen to my whole last Friday show on this thing. It, it could have been a natural uh, evolution. We just haven't found evidence that it is yet. Could have been from a lab. We don't have the evidence of that in part because Chinese government and their collaborators at the World Health Organization have refused to do an actual thorough investigation. And Dr. Fauci, to his credit, is starting to say, oh, yes, we should actually we should actually do that now, and so is Joe Biden. Good for them. Better late than never. Glad the politics have switched to actually figuring out the truth. Actually, you know, I even want to say better late than never because it, it kills me because it mattered before. It mattered before, and, and, and people are only getting on now that it's, it's no longer un-PC to do it. It's no longer <laughs> – you're not, you're not making the woke – uh, crowd mad aim, or you're still making some of them mad, which is wild to me that uh, you'd consider it more racist to push a theory that it, it leaked from a, a lab that had an accident than that it came from a wet market in China. But whatever, that's that's just me. So anyway, so so let's talk about like the actual emails and then some of the internal stuff going on in the, in, in the bureaucracy. So putting this in context. There, at one point in time in the U.S., there was some research that was done prior to 2014 on, on, on gain of function, right? What that is, again, this is my layman's understanding of it. What that is is basically are you able to modify viruses in a way that makes them more receptive, more able to infect humans? And they'll take like – they call like hybridized like mice or you know they they've done it with like ferrets before too where they have uh, certain cell receptors that are similar to humans and they see if they can affect infect those cells if you are into that sort of thing if you are a proponent of this you say okay that gain of function research that allows us to know how the next virus might uh get us and how we can uh build a, a preventative vaccine against that right uh if you are an opponent of this type of research 
then you would say that is way too dangerous to do. We are creating these monstrous viruses in labs. It's so dangerous if that accidentally gets out, it could kill millions of people. And that's exactly what might have happened here. They might have been doing that sort of research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And, you know, they they might have done it. So, and so some of the stuff that's like interesting to look at, right? So, was the US government funding this? Well, you know, they were doing. Uh, research on gain of function, but but it was supposed to only be in the U.S. Right, so they they there's one out in uh, North Carolina and one down in Texas. They were doing some research and some labs on there, but they you know had stopped in theory doing this stuff uh, a few years ago. They they said no, this is this is too dangerous to do. The U.S. government was also they had uh, given National Institutes of Health. So Fauci's organization funneled $3.4 million to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, on paper, there's, there's a good reason for this, right? SARS, the original SARS, SARS-1, came from bats. The idea is, well, uh, we need to do some research to see, like, and, and have people on the ground saying, uh, is the next virus going to be coming from a bat in this region? How do we monitor the viruses that are... They're coming out of bats in that region, and how do we monitor ones that are jumping from bats to humans? And that's exactly what they're doing there. They're they're collecting bat viruses, and including ones that had uh, infected uh, these miners back in like uh, 2012, uh, the, and they got sick with something that looks very much like COVID-19. We'd sent them 3.4 million dollars. Fauci had said it's like 600 thousand dollars. I mean, this guy knew what it was, right? And that's what. That's where the concern is. He had sent emails. What people had sent him emails saying, like, you know, hey, uh, what are we doing this gain of function research over there? We have the we have some concerns about this. Were we participating in any of this ugly stuff? And you know, he he would say stuff like in, in response to that, in response to the you know gain of function research emails, he would say. Uh, Hugh, it's essential that we speak this a.m. Keep your cell phone on. I have a conference call at 745, blah, blah, blah. Basically, uh, read this paper as well as the email. I'll follow up with you. Uh, you have tasks that must be done. Okay. So he knew about this stuff. It's not just some rando emailing him. This is him acknowledging, I have read about SARS gain-of-function research that might have been going on overseas. He has been paying attention to the possibility that this have come from a lab. And the big problem comes from when he gets on TV not too long later and he says, well, the scientists have assured me that this came from natural origins. Don't worry about it. Nothing, nothing to see here. Why would he say that? He knows. He, he, he could have he put on a scientist hat. You know, imagine that. He knows he, he, that it was not conclusive at that point. He said it was conclusive, but it was not conclusive at that point. So why would Dr. Fauci say that? Why would he say it definitely came from nature when he had to have known, and we see the emails of it, that that wasn't for certain yet? And there was still a possibility that this came from a lab leak. All right. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here live on WYSL, which means that you, the listeners, can call in, participate in the discussion if you want, 585-346-3000. And, in fact, we had one call in. Gary from Hilton. Sounds like he Hi, is Kevin. on the line. Hey, Gary. What's on your Hi, mind, Kevin. sir? Hey, Kevin. How are you? Fantastic. Hey, I just wanted to, I wanted to uh, just have you put into context a little bit the emails from Fauci with the response of China. You know, like mm-hmm. if they if this thing really came from a bat right to a human being and they didn't know anything about it, once they uncovered and they saw all these people dropping dead around Wuhan, instead of locking down China and turning all the flights loose to the rest of the world and spreading it around, they could have come right out and said, hey, we, uh, you know, discovered this terrible disease that seems to be going wild through the population and killing a lot of people and everybody's got to stop flying here. You know, the, the, the reaction initially was completely opposite of that. Like you mentioned, we had, you know, Chuck Schumer out there and Nancy Pelosi, oh, come on down to Chinatown, you know, come on for the celebration, let's party. And if you look at step-by-step step, everything that went on at that time, it's hard to conclude that it wasn't either released on purpose or used after it was released to create a worldwide problem because they could have stopped it if if they they could have stopped it immediately and and they lied about it the world health organization covered things up fauci was saying one thing in public and emails to personal people differently take all that together in context before you draw your conclusions about it was just a dumb accident yeah, no, I think that's it's all worth considering, Gary. And you know, when when I look at this again, I I don't see, I I don't know that it was le- released on purpose. I think it's 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 all well, politics, I don't either. right? Like, but yeah, but, but it's, it's yourself, worth asking well, who though. benefited. Right. Who benefited from it being released after it was? So you can't rule rule out the fact that, I mean, let's face it, they were doing gain of function research. We know that. They've admitted it. They had it on one of the emails. That was the heading on the thing. So mm-hmm. if that lab, which I've heard is controlled by the military over there, yeah. don't be naive and think that the Chinese military wouldn't do research on a biological weapon to take control of everybody because that's their goal. They've come right out and said it. They want to run the world, and they want to have it done by the way the Chinese do it not the way we've done it, which is free enterprise and personal responsibility. 
So they're trying to wipe that out here because that's the last impediment to them having their one world view of, uh, you know, an economy controlled from the top down. And they can't do that with a strong middle class in this country and a strong entrepreneurial class. So just take all that into, you know, I mean, it's a lot to digest, but think about all those factors. It's not all, it's nothing in isolation. His females are not in an isolated event. Yeah, and, and Gary, I think that's that's a great point. It isn't in isolation. There's other stuff going on. And I, I hope I yeah, I, I hope I haven't given any mistake to, to say that like the Chinese government isn't wildly at fault no matter what happened here. Like I, again, I, the the way they reacted initially is they said, No, it's not spreading from person to person. It, it, it's not nothing to worry about. And and they, they told their own people in Wuhan, like, Oh yeah, go uh, go ahead and and celebrate Chinese New Year, go travel, go do your thing. And uh, I don't think it benefits them all- to have it released in such a way, though. I, I think it, it hurts them politically with the countries that they're trying to build alliances in, with, with, in, in Africa care. and other parts of Asia. They don't, you don't care, think they care? Kevin, they're buying. No, they don't care at all. They've, in, they've already infiltrated this country. into. They've put Confucius Institutes in a lot of major universities, so they have influence. Their money buys a lot of influence in this country. The news media, a lot of the, the top people in the Mainstream media have taken trips and vacations and gotten gifts from the Chinese government. It's it's a big I'm sure, ball so I, I'm sure you saw the John Cena thing, right? Like where he's like apologizing oh, yeah. to China for saying that Taiwan was a country. I'm like, wow, that's so gross, guys. Like, the, why Perfect are you doing example. that? Like, what's what's the I don't know. Like that type of stuff. Like, and, and I do worry about that. I do worry about the 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 the, the culture in which we, you know are unable to criticize the Chinese government that that like Hollywood and and political actors like where where they present it as as racist to criticize the Chinese government as if like they represented all Chinese people like no a lot of them don't like their government either it's ridiculous and we should yeah, criticize them particularly control. when they the Chinese people are under the control of the government and they they've done it in the past the same way they're trying to do it here we're going to cancel people we're going to make us miserable we're going to cost you your job if you speak out Look at what's going on. They're, they're on the march. They think they've got the perfect opportunity, and it's the, the hierarchy, the, the deep state in this country, the saboteurs in the government. There's, uh, you know, I, I know this sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory, but just look at everything that's happening. How can the Chinese get away with concentration camps and slave labor this day and age when we got people screaming about we're going back to the Jim Crow era because we want to have some voter ID. Yeah. No, it's, it's disgusting. It, there is a, there's a comment about that. Yeah. Okay. I'd say like, yeah, there is a culture doing that. Like we can, we can criticize the U S government, which, which is fine. I, I criticize the U S government all the time, criticize their own society. Cool. But like apply those same standards to China, like they're, you know, what they're doing to the Uyghurs, disgusting. The, the, the slave labor that they allow there, uh, disgusting. The, the way they treat their own citizens and monitor them also disgusting. I had, but, but well, I, so I'm not a big believer in, better, yeah, everybody better stand up and say no, because yep. it's coming here. You're already seeing the signs of it. Go to your school board meeting and ask them what they're teaching these kids. They mm. want to teach them all to be racist because we basically got on a personal one-to-one level, we got rid of racism in this country. You know, go to a playground in the city. You see all little kids playing together. They're not all split up by races. 
but the the powers to be need a division in society. So if they aren't going to be racist by nature, they got to go teach them that. Oh, if you're born white, you're an oppressor, and if you're black, you're you know uh, underprivileged, and you're never going to be able to do anything without the government's help. And that's what they're teaching little kids. Yeah, man. Look so so. Really? No, no, no. I, I, I got to do a whole other episode on critical race theory and all that stuff. So, Gary, thank you for the call. I do want to like get, get back to the scope of the conversation. I want to talk about the Fauci stuff. It, but, Gary, I don't want to dismiss your point overall, too. Um, it's, uh, it's important to think and look into whether or not this was done maliciously like were they doing bad research trying to weaponize this i i don't know i i'm not a big believer in conspiracy theories because most of the time i think people are too incompetent to pull them off because people are people and you have boneheads who can't keep their mouths shut and you know people who can't pull it off i, I think for the most part uh you know the this is probably the chinese government trying to save face not not doing this on purpose but you know uh, i'll get to another comment too uh, blake says uh i totally agree uh with gary colin uh uh question the government about everything don't trust they say uh plan to make and i i don't think again i think this is i think it's mostly incompetence incompetence and in, in trying to operate within the political system that exists you know i feel i feel i, I wanted to get to, to a couple other things today and and now, maybe I'll have to do another one. I, I want to – I think the, the question that we need to ask is did Dr. Fauci take – there's a statement from the Lancet that had, oh, goodness, just so many conflicts of interest in there, including uh, there's a, a guy named Peter uh, Daszak who, who also sent an email to Dr. Fauci thanking him for dismissing the lab leak theory. That dude had a conflict of interest. He was responsible for doing gain-of-function research in, in – getting grants to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That's the stuff that's worth looking at. The culture within the State Department and within National Institutes of Health that made it politically dangerous where you could lose your job possibly for looking into this theory, that's a problem. That's the type of cult like that's the type of culture creep too. Like that is the type of stuff that exists in the Soviet Union and China. That's the type of culture creep in the US that can actually destroy our institution. When it comes here, when we start thinking that is a normal, insane way to do stuff. It is not. We need to fight that. Thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. Uh, I will be back on Wednesday tomorrow. Larry Sharp. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a wonderful afternoon. <laughs>